All righty. Let's get going here. It is Wednesday night. It is the Wayne Cueto Show, and we are in March, so we know what that means. It's time for March Madness. It's time for postseason basketball, and in Hawaii, we are always uh, looking forward to the Rainbow Warriors and the Rainbow Wahine beginning their conference tournament uh, to begin March, and pretty soon I'm going to bring in uh, Coach Jesse Nakanishi, uh, on uh, assistant on the UH men's basketball squad, who is going to uh, tell us how the boys are looking as they begin their march towards uh, that Big West trophy, which I got to rush the court and actually touch it when it was the last time we, we raised it in the Honda Center. So uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that this time, but um, actually I know for sure I'm not going to be, be able to do that this time. Uh, but it is always uh, great um, because we know that this time anything can happen. And our Rainbow Wahine, we're proud of them. Already 81-67 win. Uh, they're the five seed in their uh, Big West uh, Women's Tournament. So they will be playing again on a Friday. But tomorrow, our Rainbow Warriors begin. And with that, I bring in our very own Jesse Nakanishi. Who joins us? Coach Nakanishi, aloha. Hello, Wayne. Thanks for having me, my brother. You know, we, uh, we talk about this time of year as, uh, as basketball players, as you, somebody that, um, you know, played his whole life as well, started playing as a little kid. What does this time of year, you know, mean for you? Oh, I mean, being in the mix uh, on, this, on this particular squad, it's, it's an honor just, uh, just for that chance of getting to the NCAA tournament that you grow up watching your whole life and filling out brackets and whatnot. And it's just it's kind of a thrill being here. And that's the beauty of college basketball is everybody's got a chance to sneak in that tournament and just be playing your best basketball to do it. You never know. You so, never know. Well, we are looking know. at our team that is – you know, has it ups and downs, is going to start the, the its tournament against Riverside, the team that you started the f- season with. So, you know, obviously both teams have changed a lot since that game as well. Um, but just talk about how the team looks fresh off of its last practice and now what's the latest scoops and how are they looking right now? Yeah, you know, we've, we've actually been here since Sunday. So we, oh, wow. played, at Davis. we played at Davis for our last game uh, on Saturday. Woke up the next morning and, and took a flight here. So it was a crowded flight, actually our first crowded flight. We've been uh, seemingly, feels like a charter flight with Hawaiian Air these days. But uh, but anyway, we've been here since Sunday, so been keeping busy, though. I give our guys credit, you know, that we're, we're stuck on our, our floor. Our oh, wow. Floor, okay. Aside from going to practice, going to shoot arounds and whatnot. So, but we've been keeping busy, study halls, and we, we got some extra time in the practice gym at night to shoot in addition to our practice, and we watch a lot of film, of course, so mm-hmm. we're, we're definitely chomping at the bit and, and ready to go, and, you know, we've got that 8 o'clock time tomorrow, so that's even more time to kill, but, so we're a little antsy, and uh, we're ready to go, and the mindset is great, I think, because we know we, we can mm-hmm. beat anybody in this mm-hmm. league, you know, looking on our side of bracket, Cal Poly put an upset last night, mm-hmm. so you know we beat them twice. But Irvine's on that side; they play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Now Irvine, we split with, so we yeah. know we have a chance with them. On the other side of bracket, we just split with Davis. Uh, we had two close ones with Bakersfield, uh, and then of course Santa Barbara. We, we took to overtime, so it, it, it you know they're all playing really well. I mean Riverside in particular is playing. Extremely well mm-hmm. right now. They got nice pieces to their mix that complement each other well. Uh, but I think we're playing well too. We had a little setback mm-hmm. our last game, but you know, we, we feel we're playing pretty well too. And you know, we we feel we should have won both those games. Granted, it was at the beginning of the year we, yeah. we split with them, um, but we like our chances and we're we're ready to get after it. What do you think the key will be uh, to this game? Like you said, Riverside has won uh, four of their last six, and they're a team that. Um, is playing with some momentum as a three seed. Uh, and it's pretty high for a Riverside team, right? We don't usually see Riverside like that. So we know that they are trending in the right direction as well as a squad and as a program. Uh, but what do you think will be the major key of that game? You know, they, they run a, you know, 
from a defensive standpoint for us, they do run a lot of different actions, and they, they kind of get you moving in different ways prior to their, their main action that they really want to attack you in. So just being in the right positioning and, and, you know, our help defense and rotating. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of keys, but they've got a lot of good pieces. Knowing personnel is a big one, and that's why we're doing a lot of film study. Um, just tendencies of each one. When you have multiple days leading up to mm-hmm. a game, you can really get even in more detail with your mm-hmm. team than, than normal. So, and we're kind of used to that now. Yeah. Not not this year, not having to prepare for two teams every week. It's yeah. been back to back the same team. So you really focus the whole week on just one team. So we're kind of used to that and treating that as this and as such, I should say. So it, those are those are a couple of them, I'd say. And offensively, we, we got attacked. They they really. You know, keep their bigs back, and you know that opens up some perimeter stuff, and you can get into pain. And so we really got to attack their bigs. And um, you know, on uh, when you when you talk about the balance of the Big West and how you can beat any team on any night, and um, you know, just given the experience now that you have in the Big West tournament before, you think? I mean, what do you think are um, you know, just given the the track record recently, it's been hard to get out of the first round. So, you know, what do you think, looking back on, particularly, I know every squad is different, but do you think there is something about that first game? Is it added pressure, or what do you think it is? You know, that's a, that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, at the end of the day, you got to make shots. Yeah, yeah. And it comes down to shot making, man. Mm-hmm. You're running your best sets and get your wide open shots, and you got to knock them down. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, last year we – you know, we had to handle a lot of pressure from Long Beach, and we've yeah. got to be able to handle pressure. Um, so just, I mean, we got to have guys step up who can make big shots yeah. in big games. Well, what's crazy is that um, it's been two years now or since you played in the tournament because, right. you know. I said last it, year, sorry. I mean, no, no, and it's, no, but when you brought, when you said that, it made me think, and right. I was like, oh, what happened last right. year? Oh, yeah, we were stuck outside right. the building being exactly. told that we can't go that in. That's the last memory, right? Literally, so. that's the last memory. The right. last pre-COVID memory for the rest of my life will always be Hawaii men's basketball and UH Wahine basketball and trying to get into that the arena and the Honda Center going from trying to distance to close down. I mean, that will always be my reference. But, you know, just reflect on that day and what that um, experience was like. Uh, well, personally for me, COVID, COVID hit on our, I mean, not COVID hit, but the cancellation, I guess, hit on my birthday, oh. March 12th, last year. So I have a vivid memory. I mean, it was just a flurry of one event to another from the NBA to college. Yeah. Just, this league canceling then this league and all of a sudden we were like we were 20 minutes getting ready for getting ready to get on the bus for our shoot around that day that morning and you know we got the word so it was just a mad scramble of getting everybody situated and figuring out where everybody is going because you know we let some guys stay for spring break and whatnot so Mm -hmm. I'll, i'll never forget that day for sure it was it was a mad scramble and just trying to get all the pieces you know, situated and it was, it was a lot but you know it, I, I give our guys credit man just since that day till now they've battled through a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of adversity every team has mm-hmm. gone through COVID and all the implications and you know ramifications I guess of having to wear a mask and having to go through all these different protocols and having to stay within parameters of what you can and can't do yeah. and it's been tough on them because yeah. And they're, they're college kids, and, you know, everybody wants to have a good time sometime, and, you know, we want to do it your way a lot of times, but we've had to really reel them in, and they've bought into it. And through their credit, knock on wood, thus far, we, we have not had a shutdown yet, and there's not a lot of teams across the nation that can say that. We've, we've done our best. And, of course, you know, the state of Hawaii has, has done a pretty good job overall mm-hmm. in keeping our numbers low. So that, that obviously has helped us. and our limited travel in the preseason has helped as well. So we're fortunate to be here. We really are. And, you know, we're, we're three games away from punching and taking, and we really feel we can do it through all of this adversity. Yeah, it's incredible to realize that, you know, last year you don't even know there's so many unknowns. I mean, even up to the point of, you know, what, what's going to happen with eligibility because, you know, these kids, their, their careers have been, you know, changed uh, forever by this event, but looking back from that date till now, uh, just talk about some of the progress uh, that you have seen just 
maybe within your team dynamic or something that, you know, at the end of the day, it was a positive to be able to have maybe some off-court time with them? Yeah, it's been it's been tough as, as coaches when, you know, you try to do a lot of team bonding stuff both on and off the court to gain some chemistry mm-hmm. on the court. And that's been tough. It's been an, honestly a tough challenge to do it within the parameters that I was talking about. Yeah. Um, but again, I give our guys credit. Like we've been able to find different ways here and there and just, just talking about it a lot and just trying to make do with what we can do. So uh, this team, I always remember is going through all of this, this stuff together and having to go through all these hurdles, but they, they've come together. I mean, they all like each other and, you know, we're, it was tough not having, but every team, you can't make excuses. We, we didn't really have a summer. We didn't have a fall, much of a fall. So, you know, having that late mm-hmm. start and no preseason games to, to build off of. So it took us a little while to, to gain that on-court chemistry. But uh, I think we're, like I said, man, it's playing your best ball at the end of the year when it counts and putting together three three games of 40 minutes and mm-hmm. playing your best ball to give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. So well, we feel we're close. Well, you know, like, and we talked about this previously, as people who love the game, but as former players and college players, I know for you, um, someday I looked up to, and I was a kid, definitely, and I remember watching you dunk and stuff and everything, and you and your brother doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and I was like, wow, you know, and I remember, not to say you're way older than me, but I was definitely looking up to you as well. Um, but just talk about some of that and your journey because it's amazing, really, to to have you, you know, on the bench here and have you, you know, had at HPU. But also, you know, you 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 went to the mainland too. You're, so you're putting in the dues, you know, to be able to to make a career out of this. So just talk about your journey, I guess, you know, from from playing days till now and what you know you're being coming to coach. Well, where do I start? But uh... you can no start from the beginning. Go yeah. for it. No, you know. I, I'm I'm a proud Kanaka Maoli and, you know, coming from Kamehameha and bleeding blue and white, I have a lot of pride behind that. And, uh, you know, so leaving leaving the Rock and leaving Kamehameha and going to the mainland for college was a huge change, but really I think what uh, kind of set my path and kind of what I wanted to do in life. But, you know, I, I knew I'd always end up at home, and I did. I came home right after college, and I was able to uh, – my head coach, Jim Winchester, asked if I wanted to coach. So I didn't even think of coaching at the time. And, you know, he asked me, and I tried it. I was the head coach of the freshman team. And first practice, I just fell in love with it. And that's when I knew that was my calling. It took one day. Wow. We great group of kids. We had extreme amount of fun. And, you know, we won the league. And yeah. just I was like, man, eventually I want to make money doing this, doing what I love. But uh, it really isn't about the money because I'm – 40-something and still pinching pennies mm. right now. <laughs> no, I, 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 right behind you. And I know what that journey is. And I know yeah. that's why it's such, it's it's even more impressive because people don't realize like, yes, when you can make it to that pinnacle, when you can make it even close to the pinnacle, maybe you can start making some serious money. But, you know, it's a journey and it's it's drudgery a lot of time. It's not like you get to do the, your best stuff. You know, like when I was like, we were at Coram yeah. at the same time, you know, well, what, and not only as students, but also when I was a, a faculty member, and it's like, they didn't give me the new faculty member AP Calculus, right? They're like, you teach like those kids that don't want to be in math at all. Like, and it's like, okay, well, I'm earning, you know, and you have to work your way up. And I understand that um, we all understand that that's a part of life. But in terms of, you know, this sports industry or any industry that is, the, the jobs are very finite. Um, just talk about what inspires you to to keep you know pursuing and, and the next year and the next year yeah, i mean personally i i want to coach at the highest level and that's why you know after having some success eventually finally at mm-hmm. Kamehameha coaching mm-hmm. wise after you know taking over the varsity team yeah and program i mean that's another thing i mean well i just interjected 17 years going without and then having a state championship two i was there for at least one of them i know and I mean that's right. amazing. You know, it was amazing to be there as you know, as, as, as you know, an alum, and also just somebody that's been close to the program for so long. And that's just such a hard hurdle to get to. But you inspired those kids in such a way and made them proud to be who they were. You know, as as kids from Kamehameha, but as Hawaiians. And I see that you know that you you continue to pursue that. But um, 
no, keep keep going and keep talking. Sorry, I had to brag about you a little bit because that was huge. Two state championships, that was big. I mean, those those were extremely memorable years that I would mm -hmm. never trade and a uh, special group of kids. Um, but again, it was kind of like reaching a goal and then I want to go for the next goal. So Coach Board, I'm very thankful. He's one of my biggest yeah. mentors. Yeah, uh, Board HPU, you. Mm -hmm. He opened the door for me. Um, and within those years at HPU, I had to work my way to gain his trust and whatnot within the program. And eventually, I mean, he had me pretty much doing everything along his side. And uh, same thing, we spent six years there, and we eventually uh, were, was able to accomplish the goal. And we won the league. Uh, I think we were like 29-3 and three or something. So, again, another memorable year with awesome, awesome mm -hmm. kids that yeah. I still keep in touch with. So again, when when that happened, I was like, okay, what's what's the next goal? I want to keep progressing. And you know, Coach Hayford at Seattle opened the door for me. I wanted to try at the Division One level, and mm -hmm. and so it's kind of what I'm doing now is still the the ops role. Um, it involves coaching, but not a lot of hands on on the court. Mm -hmm. And I really mm -hmm. want to get back to doing mm -hmm. that. So that that will be the next step eventually. But mm -hmm. after Seattle. The, Coach Gannat, I'm really thankful for because yeah. he opened a position back home where I could do the same role and be around my family again, which I'm, mm -hmm. again, very thankful for. So, And more importantly, at, at University of Hawaii, which I grew up as a kid just idolizing all those players. Uh, so it, it's, been, it's been fun being at UH for three years now and uh, being in the mix and just trying to express with our guys how, how – much it means to represent the state mm -hmm. through this program. Now that um, you know the team has kind of evolved throughout a season, where you know they had to, uh, I think a lot of different guys have taken roles, different roles sometimes on certain nights have um, had to yeah. be the guy that looks to. And just talk about um, you know now going into this tournament, what the game plan is going to be. I, I guess in terms of uh, any any types of uh, players that we're going to highlight or we're trying to make screens for. Or what do you think? Um, you know, who can we look for toward as a starting if, if, if you can, I mean, if you just go on paper, I mean, we have four guys that score pretty similarly, mm -hmm. and we don't go into a game with like this guy. We're gonna just go go to him all night type of deal. We run a, a, a share the ball offense. Mm -hmm. Sure, we have set plays that aim to take advantage of certain matchups within the game, yeah. and we definitely go to them. But uh, our our main offensive attack is share the ball, share the ball, get good to great shot you know so it's uh it and that's the beauty of our team it could be Kaz in one night it could be James one night it could be Webb one night you know so we have you know multiple ways to attack and we we do have I'm not going to give it away on the show but we <laughs> do have certain guys that we're, yeah. we're looking to target <laughs> but uh it's uh it'll be a fun one man they're Riverside they're, they're well coached I know coach Mac play pretty well and he does mm -hmm. a great job taking over that program this year um, they're very well coached. They play hard, but shoot, so, so do we, man. Yeah. Our guys get after it, and so I think we're, we're kind of it, – it's kind of a very similar matchup. You know, we have we have bigs that are similar in size, and we've got guys that can shoot it. They sure do. So it's going to be a fun game for the fans. Well, looking at um, the schedule, I mean, again, for, somehow we always draw the last game, it feels like, like the latest game. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully we can we can get through Thursday and shoot yeah. Friday's gonna be at nine o'clock. Oh my goodness, that's right, that's yeah. right. Oh wow, yeah, I'm looking at okay, wow. That's so that'll be crazy. Is, we take what we get, we take the practice times we get, the COVID test times that we get and the game mm -hmm. times we get and you know, we just we we roll with it and well, looking at tomorrow as well, the first the first game is the 11 a.m. game. Um, Long Beach also had that that upset. Um, and, and let's talk about maybe a little bit about that matchup right there, Long Beach and and Santa Barbara. Yeah, Long Beach and they they had a player dismissed from the team, Michael Carter. One of I think he is averaging 13 a game. So, but they won handedly without him um, last night. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they'll they'll have their hands full with Santa Barbara, which is so well rounded with. You know, the player of the year and Ja'Cory McLaughlin, and they've got Amado So. So that, that's going to be a tough matchup for Long Beach, but they've mm -hmm. got some talent themselves. And they've been all year, like, on and off as far as with COVID um, pauses, if mm. you want to call it. So ah. they're still figuring it all out, too. And they had a couple guys out, and 
Cobb and Slater, who I, I, I know at least Slater is back. But mm-hmm. so they're they're still at this point of the year, you don't want to say figuring it out, but you know, they're they're still putting it all together and they've got extremely talented guys on that team. So I, I really think I mean they, they could take Santa Barbara down. Um, so we'll we'll see, man. We'll, well see. Yeah, I'm excited to watch those games as well. And then you uh, you talked about some of these big upsets. I know that Davis um, is another team. They play Bakersfield. That's that's another interesting trip. But what has that been like having Bakersfield and UC San Diego also add to the mix? And to I think one? Bakersfield has been a, a great addition. You know, as far as their style of play, it's throwing a different mix into the league. I mean, they really get after you. You know, some full court stuff, and mm-hmm. they pressure, pressure, pressure. And so that's been. It's, it's Did you have nice. to face them at uh, HPU ever? Bakersfield. No, but they were in the, when I was in Seattle. Oh, okay. In the West oh, well. okay, okay, okay. They they always you know coach does a great job there, and they they get a lot of athletes. I know they lost their big man. Unfortunately, I feel real bad for him. He had mm-hmm. a, I believe an ACL, um, so that was a big loss for them. But they still got plenty enough talent to make some noise in this tournament as well. Uh, well, one of the more viral moments of the season, we'll just put it that way, were um, those games against UCI. Uh, particularly because, you know, the opposing coaches always uh, puts on a good show. Put it that way. He definitely gives your tickets worth if you're going to watch him coach uh, the Zot Zots. Um, but they, like you said, Cal Poly got, had that upset. And uh, UCI now in this game, um, you know, what do you, what do you think? Well, what do you, I mean, they're the game that's going to lead up right up to yours. And, and what kind of outlook do you have on that one? No, Cal Poly. Cal Poly struggled during the season, but they've had glimpses of showing what kind of young potential they have as well. I mean, they shot, uh, I think, 12. We watched first half live last night and uh, in person. I mean, they ended up 12 for 18 from three. Mm. So they're very capable themselves of making some noise if they can continue shooting like that. They're going to have to shoot the ball and score against UCI's defense um, and be able to defend against two very good bigs in green and well. Mm-hmm. I think it's pronounced belt, but uh, he's he's extremely talented. Such good touch around the rim. So, yeah, they're gonna have to slow those bigs down and and shoot the ball to put up enough points. But they I ain't counting anybody out <laughs> in, in this tournament. Yeah. Uh, when you look at uh, also, um, you know this this the fact that this whole season has been shifted by the fact that you don't really have any fans because the California teams, I mean, there were never a game this season that you guys had any fans at all in, right? Um, and mm-hmm. just what that, what, what was that experience? What will be when you look back on this one? Because hopefully by next year, we're back in, you know, and hopefully by next basketball season, we're back into packed arenas, hopefully. Um, right. But what will, what will you reflect on? What will be kind of what your takeaways from that experience? You know, it's, when we first started off playing in that setting, it was really eerie is the word that comes to mind. It was like, what is like, it's like a dream. Like, what is going on? Like, I mean, you could hear, you can hear everything that the opponents are saying and that we're saying. And some coaches try to hide their calls and whatnot and their play calls. So, And now it's, it's just become the norm. And I'm yeah. like trying to remember what it was like with fans. No, and I think that's our honestly number one thing I, I feel so bad for our guys about is not experiencing. Of course, we have returners, mm-hmm. but mostly for the new guys, they haven't experienced the Hawaii fans who are just unbelievable yeah. in their support for us and just being in that environment. And it's the exact thought I had when we were playing Irvine and had that crazy finish. And I just wish our fans were in that building and how loud and their roof would have blown off. It, was, <laughs> it would have been such a game for them. Um, uh, but, you know, it's that, I guess, yeah, just, and even when you watch on TV, it's like not seeing anyone there. It's mm. just, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I really hope we get back to some normality here yeah. and have fans back because that's the best part of the game is experiencing that. Of course, of course. Well, I mean, Jesse, I know you've uh, you've had a you know the long journey here, but we want to wish you obviously the best of luck as uh, you start this tournament. And you know, Hawaii's always behind uh, these teams, and it seems like this type of year too. Uh, you know, people, everyone's curious to see if that Cinderella slipper can fit. So, or the slipper going to be a slipper, not slipper, I guess. <laughs> uh, did you notice my background? 
I got the best view in Vegas. Oh, oh! You got the you got the Raiders. I was gonna say you can see for the UB. Allegiant Stadium. Brother. I almost had to decline the interview because you're a Chiefs fan. <laughs> so I was like, I opened up my Drake first day we got here, and man, it was just Allegiant Stadium. Just like the whole, it was the best view. Every morning I get up and I'm ready for a Raider game, but. Well, we'll get there. No, pretty soon. I mean, that's that's right. I mean, they're at the Mandalay Bay right now, right? The team. So right across the highway, the 15 from um, the Roomba, a.k.a. Allegiant Stadium. Um, but, you know, it's a beautiful sight, and it went up really fast. And, you know, I guess we got to find out what, what is your what, – what's who's going to be the quarterback of the, of the Raiders you know, next year? You know, funny you bring that up. I mean, I, I, I like Derek Carr. I think he's a really good quarterback. But, you know, spending a year in Seattle and – Seeing what Russell Wilson yeah. has done in his career, like seeing all those rumors pop around, I'm like, let's go, let's get Russell. <laughs> but you know, that, that would be a, awesome if they did that. But uh, Carr's he's a good quarterback, yeah. and I don't, I don't think he's our big issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, you, I mean, yeah. I, I, you, you got an owner that gave, you know, his president who gave the authority to the coach to be a GM or to the GM to like kind of run what he wants to in 10 years. So people are saying, well, like if you don't have like, if you have job security, like you're just going to do crazy things like that. Do you think that is, uh, um, do you think that is affecting his personnel decisions particularly? Because he, he also just yeah. recently pulled the trigger on someone else too. Right. John Gruden. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like Gruden. I know he's got big personality and whatnot I don't know how I support them, and they're fun to watch. So let's go. Let's let's see what what happens. And I mean, we, we had a pretty good year. We had we always start fast, it seems like, and then mm -hmm. sputter out. But well, we got Gruden's gotten better. Guys. Gruden's gotten better every year. So I mean, it, when you look at it that way, I mean, he actually is. They're trending. If you look at just record alone, the trend is going in the right direction. Okay. So um, obviously, a tough division fun. for sure. Well, good, Jesse. I'll expect you uh, to be sitting in there with you eventually in the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Stadium. will be uh, Chiefs versus Raiders. All right, if we win this thing, you owe me a trip here. Bro. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's the ticket to the game. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, that's that's a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> Right. If you win this, that'd be amazing. I'll be there. Uh, I don't know if Indiana. I probably have to find out if we get to Indiana into the tournament, but that'd be amazing. We're not looking too far ahead, but sending our best of luck to you folks and Mahalo Jesse also for joining me. Right Take on, care, man. man. Thanks for having me. Aloha. All right. All right. So aloha, Mahalo Jesse, for joining us on uh, the Wayne Cueto show. It is. Wednesday and uh, we are one day away from the Thursday battle between the Rainbow Warriors and uh, UC Riverside. What is Riverside? Mean? Oh my God! Oh, the they're the Bears, right? Oh, uh, what bear are they? Oh my gosh! Wait, what? Am I forgetting Riverside? Oh, um, what? Oh my goodness! Highlanders, Highlanders, Highlanders. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, UCR. Um, although, you know, um, they're the third seed. So Hawaii men's basketball is definitely going to be in for a, uh, a battle. This team played them twice to start the year. Um, this team, you know, split with them. And then this year where there was those back-to-back -back games, um, it's, it's a different element that we haven't had in previous seasons, right? So previous years when we're not, worried about covid and we're not worried about um you know teams uh being able to um get to games uh safely uh they limited the amount of trips this year and you know made the teams play back-to-back -back games which i i like as an idea as well i mean they do that in like volleyball and other sports um as well so that was i thought that 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 worked out aloha karen karen hara one of the biggest hawaii men's basketball fans there is She's at every game. She's there supporting the boy. She says aloha and thank you. And thank you, Karen, for uh, for watching. Um, and I know she would love to be there. And a lot of us would love to be there. Um, uh, no offense. Then that was a thing that uh, when Vegas had announced that was kind of shocking given that a lot of the thought was, and this is not necessarily the, maybe the thought behind moving the tournament 
from Anaheim to Las Vegas. But the thought process was, well, you know, in Nevada, there at least has a chance for fans. That's what a lot of the fans think. Maybe that's just the fans thinking that way, and probably is. Probably is. That's the fans' mindset. We're thinking, well, we want to go to the game, so um, you know, if we want to get in, then we have to be in a state that'll probably likely have fans. And Nevada uh, was, you know, a state that had fans at least for football. That had UNLV had fans for their football games. Um, I guess Reno had as well. Obviously, the state of Nevada had allowed that. So um, now. We are out of luck again for the men's basketball team playing in the Big West where all of the California schools uh, did not have fans. So Hawaii men's basketball and women's basketball never had fans or never played in front of fans this whole year. And unless the NCAA tournament has fans, which I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, Indiana is probably going to be a little bit different uh, when it comes to hosting. Um, Actually, I should check on that. Then... uh, the team might go this whole season without um, having fans in the uh, in attendance. Oh, and there will. There will be a limited amount of, of fans. Um, the NCAA website reports um, 25% capacity with physical distancing. So, if the team makes it, let me take a sip of my 100 years of Hawaii men's basketball. And see, and support. I support them every day because uh, this is... You know, my favorite hydro flask, so I take it with me every day. Oh, 100 men's, 100 seasons of Hawaii men's basketball. Now we're on 100 and, I guess this would be 102, but yeah, 102, I guess now. Or was last year the 100? No, no. Sorry. And maybe this would be the 101st. Um, in any case, that's a lot of years of basketball over a century, especially at UH. But... The NCAA will allow fans, so, hey, if the slipper fits the slipper, the NCAA tournament slipper, sleeper, then um, men's and women's basketball, oh, let me see, Division One men, it says men's basketball uh, allow attendance. I would assume women would be allowed attendance as well. They're allowing it for men's basketball, but let me see. In any case, um... What we are going to expect is another a year of a lot of starved uh, basketball fans. Because last year, and we talked about this, um, that was the very last you know, memory for a lot of us going into COVID. And the lockdown was the Big West Tournament. I, here at Hawaii Sports Fans, we even had a tour. And I have an annual Big West Tournament tour where we come to California. Because the tournament's always at the Honda Center in Anaheim. Steps away from Angel Stadium. some A few steps, but... Very close. Um, and, you know, you uh, you get a chance to experience parts of California with me as well, like especially NBA games. So last year we were supposed to do the Lakers um, on Sunday. Um, and that's kind of what we do after the tournament. We watch the entire Big West tournament, and then we do an NBA game on Sunday. And we've done that now for like four or five years now. So last year um, we had to turn it into a foodie tour instead because everything was going shutting down and, Restaurants were closing, and um, we went to like the Santana Zoo, which is actually really fun. But you know, when you're with a tour, you know, you and someone like me as well, I, I'm always down to improvising. You know, we have to do what we can um, to be able to, uh, you know, make it on in, in, on such an occasion like uh, um, like a Big West tournament. I mean, it, it, it's hard. It's hard in the middle of something with people flying up for Hawaii to be able to run a, a tour, but I was successfully able to manage that as well. So just thinking about going back and, and, and having the tournament shut out fans, and then we were going to also go to a, a soccer game, and then that day, the fans there, MLS, um, CONCACAF game, actually LAFC, LAFC right behind me, of course. Um, we were going to go watch them play uh, Cruz Azul, play um, in a, a soccer game, and uh, that was also canceled. So, so much happened just in that span of time that um, a lot of us will remember. And just talking to Jesse about that and how weird that was, just not knowing how you know everything would be affected. How would the team be affected? How would the you know eligibility? You know, and then you think about kids in high school and. You know, you can't really delay that at all. And they're athletes and how, 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 
this season again. You know, it, and it's just sports runs on a certain time clock, right? It runs on a cycle. And we know when football season starts. We know when basketball starts. We In our lives, I mean, my life is basically married to sports cal- cal- calendars. Um, and I love that. I love to be able to be at every game I can. So that's why, uh, you know, I, I do it like that. But you can't just move things around, even like the Olympics, right? Even there's pressure on Japan not to host the Olympics, which I think even now, and we'll talk about this soon, once I get back to it, so I have to remember to talk about vaccinations. That's important as well. We talked about that last week and the week before. Um, but I think Japan will have fans. But, you know, just thinking about like that Olympics and if they, they can't keep pushing it back and they're talking about canceling it. I mean, th- that's that really disrupts an entire life calendar for a lot of people who, um, you know, especially athletes. Of course, there are bigger problems and that COVID were all affected. Um, but, you know, this is a sports show. So I'm talking about how sports was affected by it and... Uh, I'm sure all of the kids, especially those who didn't really have a chance to play in that tournament last year, they're really excited to get going with the Big O's tournament this year. Um, but our Rainbow Wahine as well, you know, they make it to the NCAA tournament. Um, it looks like there's a cutout program. Okay. It says the NCAA would announce that venues in San Antonio where they're going to have the the women's tournament they're going to have 17% mass capacity with masking and physical distancing of fans 17%. And as we already know San Antonio's in Texas so uh, they shouldn't have any problems getting anybody into the arenas um but that'll be you know something to look forward to as well and our Wahine could do it our men could do it um they've both done it before um for me when I think about this men's basketball tournament I think about my own experience going to the tournament in 2002 and watching the men's basketball team win, watching the women in the championship game as well. And, um, you know, that was amazing that both our teams make it all the way to the championship uh, and, you know, and, and, and represent like that on Tulsa's floor even. And that's when Tulsa was really good as well. Um, so there's, there's so much history with this time of year. I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, hope, wishing that, um, you know, hoping that I could go to a game or, or hear the results of a game at school. Because the first game is usually starting really early. I was like elementary and I'd be like, I wonder what's happening with Trevor Ruffin. And then Trevor Ruffin, when they won um, that year in like 94, that was so cool and crazy. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, the whole, the women had to deal with like Louisiana Tech and Carl Malone's daughter was on that team too. So that was some crazy years there. Um, where it was really hard to break through. Uh, but now with the team in the Big West, uh, I want to be honest, I thought we would be more successful. So I know it seems strange, but you know, we, we, when we move from the WAC, which is not a major conference, to the Big West, which is definitely not a major conference as well, but even within the WAC and the Big West, there is a significant change in you know, the strength of the programs and the level <clears throat> of the funding as well that these individual programs got. So we had imagined, you know, at UH in particular, that we would be competing more often. You know, like when Hawaii was in the WAC, women's basketball, I don't remember. I mean, I'm looking through, um, they lost in 2001, 2002. When I was there, they lost um, the women's team against Louisiana Tech. Cheryl Ford, that was her name, she was my team. They lost a year prior to that to TCU. So, you know, they never really won the WAC tournament while they were there uh, at women's. And, we, I mean, we, we knew how hard it was to win that. Um, UH, on the other hand, did win. They were the one seed in 2002, beating Tulsa 73-59. Um, Savo was the MVP, one of the greats. Uh, Pedro Savovich, um, obviously a guy that... Um, you know, he was a big guard, a guy that uh, he had like, he was just wide. He could shoot freaking bombs. Um, and then you pair him with um, Carl English and Mindagas Bernica. But Carl English, Nerius Puida, all these guys I remember from that team, uh, Eastern European block, uh, international team. I think Phil Handy was also on that team. And Canadians, and one of the best players in Canada, you know, Carl English, who got to play against Kobe, who got to guard Kobe in a game, who put a move on Kobe, right? That's like his life real. Everybody talks about with Carl English. 
And those two were on the same team, you know, and that was a cool thing to have at UH to have that level of basketball. Um, and I'm not saying like it's dis- super disappointing, but it is a little disappointing, right? We expect it. And a lot, I know there is some restlessness. Um, as far as Coach Ganat goes, uh, I, I really highly respect Coach Ganat um, and his uh, uh, approach to not just the game, but to life. I mean, him and I have very similar undergraduate experience uh, academically and athletically. And I, and I kind of know where he comes from and I see um, how important social causes are to him. And I, and I really enjoy that about him. And I think it's been rough. You know, I don't know if we know the entire story behind, you know, uh, you know, and I didn't mean to pose that question to Jesse in a way that was like pointing, like how can we get out of the first round? But, there's something about that first round game too that is high pressure. You know, you want to, you got to get, you want to make it to the championship, but you got to win the first game, and you, you just want to stay alive, right? You want to stay alive to the next day and stay alive. And um, losing on the first night is hard because when you do it so often, it, it you go years without breaking through again, and that's how long it was, 2002 to 2016. You know, that's how long it was. Um, and that was the next time that you know UH went, and that was the only time in the Big West that Hawaii has, um, you know, made it to uh, the NCAA tournament. And that's something that I don't think a lot of us are who have been watching UH basketball for a long time um, had expected, because we expected UH to come in and kind of dominate, you know. And th- this this league hasn't been. A super ferocious league. They've had decent teams, right? Obviously, UNLV, uh, one of the best, you know, college programs of all time. Uh, particularly the late '80s, early '90s. Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Jerry Tarkanian, um, Stacy Ogman. Uh, those were all teams that were great. And uh, UNLV, obviously, is history is one of the best teams ever in, in, of that of that of, in Division One history, literally. Um, I just saw a meme too. I think Sean posted it about who would win that UNLV squad um, or the Fab Five, which would be a good. I, I they played though. Actually, that's the thing. It's like uh, it, it was that obviously it was a weird overlap. They didn't play at their primes. They didn't play. Um, it was like you know UNLV was on their run, and the Michigan Fab Five was just a bunch of freshmen. You know, um, so maybe now or looking back at that squad and where all of those guys went, it would still be a, a pretty tight game, I think. Um, but, you know, in the Big West Tournament, Utah State won for several years and um, then they moved on and, you know, now they're they're in a different conference. And then the conference, you know, had UOP who had won a few years and then the conference went strictly basically public schools in California and then added Hawaii. And then they added two more Cal State schools, or they added a UC and a Cal State school, right? So in California, they're the UC system schools and the Cal State system schools. So you have UCLA, UC Irvine, UC Berkeley, UC Riverside, UCSD, which is now in Newark. And the Cal State schools, um, you know, you have Fresno State, San Jose State. And it's weird because that's how they, you know, market themselves as like Fresno State or not Cal State Fresno, even though that's what they are, University of Cal- California at Fresno, but they're like, we're Fresno State, right? But you don't say Bakersfield State, you say Cal State Bakersfield. You don't say, you know, Fullerton State, you say Cal State Fullerton. So, I mean, they're all the same and they all make sense. But obviously, um, you know, uh, the marketing that these teams do is is uh, a little bit different every year as well. And, um, you know, 2016, that was the last time. That's the only championship that Hawaii has ever won in the Big West. And, um, you know, we, we would have thought... Um, you know, that it would have been earlier. But, you know, and, and the team was in the championship game the year before as well and lost to Irvine. So, um, you know, we uh, it's just going to be a game like that. It's going to be, as a fan for me, I'm thinking about how excited I am to just see what can happen. I wish I could be there. Can't be there as a fan. I wasn't credentialed as media as well, so... Um, I'm going to be just like the rest of you trying to figure out how to watch this game. It's going to be on the internet. So it should be easy to watch. 
Um, but tune in for that one. And, uh, you know, like Jesse said, any team can win um, on any given day. And what it's going to require really is going to be um, a team really getting hot and making shots, just hitting shots. And, uh, you know, that's something the Wahine did today pretty well. Um, they did, they shot slight, just enough shot to, to sh outshoot Bakersfield. Um, but, uh, you know, Bakersfield coming in with the fourth seed and the Wahine as a fifth seed. So the quote unquote underdog there, it was nice for the Wahine to, um, pull off that win 81 67. Um, they held, uh, you know, Cal State Bakersfield. That was one of the worst games that the Wahine had played last night, right? They had their lowest output of the season, um, 43 points, uh, when they played them January 16th. So, this time, the, the Wahine had 39 points at the half. Last time, 43 points in the whole game against Bakersfield. This time, 39 points in the half, ending with 81. So definitely flipping the script on um, uh, Bakersfield and starting off strong. And that's what's important. Um, you know, 17-3 run that UH had finishing the first half and starting the second half. And that's kind of like where uh, the Wahine took, the, took off. Um, also having four players in double digits, uh, that's pretty good too. Uh, nice to see uh, Jaden Alexander having her season high. She had 17. Uh, Deja Phillips, 15 with nine rebounds. Uh, Olivia Davies and Kelsey Mai, 16 and 10 points each. So that's exciting for the Rainbow Wahine. We got to storm the court for them as well. Uh, 2016 when they won the Big West Championship and... You know, that was the only time as well. And I think that's something that's disappointing as well, right? And we, we can say that just because as fans, you know, we want our chance. We want to get to the big dance too. We want to be celebrating our ticket and talk about how we made it. And it's hard when you see your team kind of falter in the first round of the conference tournament. Or not be in consideration for a bubble. And I mean, when we're talking about that, or not just the bubble, our consideration for the NCAA tournament. I mean, the closest we've ever been from an at-large is being on the bubble. Right with the AC Carter years as well, um, you know, and just that that time as well with the uh, late '90s, early 2000s, being on the bubble and not uh, getting consideration as an at-large playing in the NIT all those years as well, which was fun to play in the NIT. We had some fun NIT games back then as well. Um, but the goal is also playing the NCAA tournament. The goal is to get there because anything can happen, right? We already seen a 16 beat a one. Um, we've seen a 15 beat a two several times. Hawaii is a 14, be the three seed, or were we a four? No, we are four. No, we were a 13 seed, and we beat the four seed Cal. Um, and I was there at that game in 2016. That was so fun, and uh, that was in Spokane, Washington. And uh, we beat Cal, and then we played Maryland, and they were like so huge and tall and just strong, and we had a chance against them, but. Um, we dropped that one, but that was so cool. That was so fun to make it that far to, and to be there to see UH make it all the way. So I would love to, of course, if Hawaii goes, Hey, let me know. You put us out there. You guys have the, go to hisportsfans.com always to check out the latest tour offerings, but you can also email me info at hisportsfans.com or private message any of the Hawaii sports fans, social media accounts. Cause if one of these teams makes it to the championship and they're letting fans, Let's go. Especially if you have the vaccine, right? You'd be ready to travel. Um, and that vaccine is important. We, we had Dr. Josh Albertson, who was one of the health officials who was selected to go to the Super Bowl, one of the 7,500 healthcare workers, for his work um, in fighting COVID uh, and getting people into the vaccination trials. And now that the vaccination trials are over, um, you know, he is able to, uh, you know, enjoy the actual vaccine. I'm not sure if he got that. He might have had a placebo the first time himself because he also was a part of that trial. And he's a really believer, a huge believer in this vaccine, says it's the best vaccine ever created. Um, and we've seen in California, at least the numbers seem to indicate that as vaccines have been um, given out, the numbers have spread. And you've seen the cases in California have dropped considerably. And that's just with the vaccine um, getting out. So, um Hopefully you've gotten yours if you're in Hawaii uh, or wherever you are. Um, but, you know, I, I we have a lot to look forward to in, in terms of what's coming up. Uh, if we can get to these NCAA tournaments, 
perhaps if there's even fans at the NCAA volleyball, men's volleyball tournament. I know that's one that would be fun to go to and take fans. That's one we had planned for last year. It was supposed to be in Fairfax, Virginia at the campus of George Mason University. And we had to cancel that one too last minute because of COVID. Well, not last minute. We were we knew ahead of time in March, but uh, we had so much planned last year. And it'll take a little bit of time, I think, to get us in terms of the sporting world off the ground again, back to full capacity. But it's in the near view. It's in it's in the near future. And the vaccine has proven, I think, to me scientifically that um, there's a correlation between people getting the vaccine and the number of cases dropping significantly and you know that'll probably be something um for sure that team officials and josh albertson dr josh talked about this as well the teams can do that the teams can require you know people that have vaccinations to come to the games and the teams are not gonna because the only way the teams are not gonna ask for vaccinations are if um you know they spread everyone apart Right, but teams, I guarantee, especially football season, are not going to want to do the spread apart thing anymore, because obviously they don't they want to maximize revenue by selling seats. So that's why um, the vaccination gives them that buffer, right? Because at the Super Bowl, like I talked about, there are all the the, the seventy five hundred vaccinated healthcare workers were interspersed in between all of us fans as well at the Super Bowl. Um, so there wasn't that six feet. There was maybe a woman right behind me and a few people. But because of that vaccine, it gave them that added barrier. Um, so that'll be as important as well. But wow, uh, just mahalo to uh, Coach Jesse Nakanishi for joining me. Imua, kamehameha, always, of course. I'm um, just grateful for his insight. Grateful that he was giving us some of his time. And it's nice to see a local boy like him representing so well. And, um, you know, doing it at the highest level in Division One coaching and um, college basketball so I know I know for a fact that he can make it all the way to the highest level and become a head coach no doubt I mean he's somebody that has that drive and focus and determination uh, but good luck to our Rainbow Wahine and our Rainbow Warriors as they begin uh, another day well for the Rainbow Wahine that's the next day and hopefully the men can catch up as well and they'll be both playing on Saturday as well um, and by next week, we'll have a winner. We'll figure out where we're going. And maybe we'll be talking about our NCAA trip to go and visit or watch the men or women. Uh, but with that being said, everyone take care of yourselves and we'll see you again. Aloha.